Hey everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Arts Unraveled. That was the intro for today, because guess what? I'm getting too lazy to do the intros, because it is so easy to just do this like one and done sort of take and then upload it. So, and I don't have a production team. I am a one woman show. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who sends my podcast off to my manager and I'm like, hey, not my manager, <laughs> some audio engineer person. I'm like, hey, can you edit this? No, it's just all me. So we're not doing intros anymore. I'm lazy. Maybe we'll come back to them at some point, but not right now. Also, I am doing this in my open area. No, sorry, not do, recording this podcast in an area where there's a lot of noise. So if you're hearing like, Cars drive by. It's because there are cars driving by. And the window's right next to me. So I'm sorry about that. Very, very sorry about that. Anyways, let's get into today's episode. Like I've said before, I am going to get people on this podcast. I will do interviews. Um, Right now, um, some of the stuff I'm dealing with is like the topics I want to talk about are some... We all know that SAG is striking right now, right? Like there's an issue... With WGA and SAG striking over um, the rights of actors and the rights of writers. And it's very important. So, like, I will not be talking about anything having to do with struck companies as an actor. I want to support my fellow actors and writers. Um, so that's one thing, number one. So, like, movies and, and TV shows are a harder thing to talk about right now. That and, like, if I want to get anybody on here who's talking about movies and TV shows, it's kind of hard to talk about that when I feel like we should just be striking and that should be that. So that's number one. Number two is um, I still have yet to reach out to a lot of people and get them on the podcast episodes. Um, There are people that I am like having, like I have lined up, um, but it's more of a scheduling thing I have to figure out. So in the meantime, you're going to hear my voice. um, And I really like talking to you guys. I like sharing my, um, the things that go on in my brain. And especially with like, I get a lot of questions from people on my social media. And sometimes I can just like answer those questions in a long formed way. sort of content which is this podcast episode so I really enjoy talking to y'all um I hope you enjoy ta- listening to me I know you can't talk back I know you're forced to sit here but you're really not because you can get out of this at any point so don't act like you are if you if you're forced no you're not so don't act like you are <laughs> and you love it here tell me you love it here anyways <laughs> um let's get into the topic for today so those are my housekeeping things uh those are my housekeeping things this is why I haven't gotten anyone on yet. Uh, we're still working through some scheduling things to actually get people like doing Zoom calls or like get people in person actually in my quote unquote studio to actually interview. So in the meantime, you're going to be listening to my voice. Excuse me. There goes the burps. Excuse me again. Um, and yeah, there you go. So let's talk a little bit about, let's jump right into this. Let's jump right into this topic because today I really want to talk about, well, the first thing I want to talk about today is imposter syndrome. Um, I've been experiencing a little bit of imposter syndrome um, in the past week, not just with my career, but also as like a human. And it's something that I feel like I should talk about more because on my social media, I'm a very happy, positive, sunshine girl. And I love that about myself and I love that I'm confident and I love that I take a positive spin on things. But sometimes I, I don't always feel the way I act. Well, that's not true. I if I'm not if I don't feel like making a positive video I don't make a positive video you guys just don't see what I look like in those moments so like when I'm on TikTok or Instagram and I'm making videos I don't usually post these sad sort of imposter syndrome I'm not enough maybe I'm not actually good at my craft moments 
Um, and I should. And I want to talk about it a little bit here because everyone experiences this. The people that you look up to and that are like the best of the best people, um, or the best of the best at their jobs, like think about your favorite actor or your favorite musician or your favorite artist. They, mo- more times than, you know, that you would think are struggling and maybe didn't think they were enough or maybe didn't think they were very good. Like, you know, think about the artist that that didn't think that their work was doing anything and, and didn't make it until, you know, years after they have had passed. So it's just important to remember that everyone goes through this and I want to talk about it here because it's important to know that even though I portray myself or I por- I, I am portrayed as a very happy-go-lucky sunshine girl, I am, but not all the time. And that's okay. Last week, I basically had convinced myself that everyone in my cast hated me (laughs) Um, for some reason. I was just like, oh, people are faking like they like me. They don't actually like me. And I am just not somebody who's loved. And it's so not true because I have nothing to base that off of. Or like sometimes I'll overthink an interaction and be like, oh, do people think I'm self-centered or do people think that uh, that I'm too much? Because a lot of times as a kid, and I, I, excuse me again a lot of times as a kid I, I was told I was annoying or too much by other people not people in my family I mean of course your siblings are like you're so annoying but not like that but I was told that I was too much or that I was annoying that I talked too much that I was too excited and so I I feel that way now sometimes and I'm like am I laughing too much am I too loud do people think that um I think I'm all that because I don't and all I really want to do is ever like make people happy and be around people I'm an extrovert at my core so people's opinions um, well, not really their opinions, but like whether or not we can connect on a personal level means a lot to me. And so I just had straight up convinced myself that like I wasn't that loved um, from an artistic standpoint, like as an artist or as an actor or somebody to work with. And it just wasn't true. And I talked to some of my castmates about it and they were they, – to the girls in my, in my dressing room um, and they were so loving and so helpful and so sweet about it. And basically they were right and sometimes they just need to talk to somebody about it. But I cried in the dressing room for like 30 minutes um, because I didn't feel good about this. Um, and I just wanted to share it because it's it's tough to feel that way and then, and then not talk about it. I'm somebody who needs to talk through my emotions and, you know, when, when stuff like that happens it's important to get it out. And basically these two lovely women um, convinced me that like you're wrong. Like that's not how we feel at all and you're a great person and you're a great person to work with. Um, and it just meant a lot to me that people could be there for me. Um, and this happens all the time in my professional career when it comes to my skills, especially when I'm not booking uh, consistently. Like I've been pretty good about booking consistently, but there were times like in the past winter, like between November and January that I was like, I'm not good. I'm not good. And in reality, auditions weren't happening. Every show for all the Christmas and winter shows had already auditioned. And there were barely any auditions happening. And I was like, I'm not good enough to book anything. That's why I'm not booking anything. <laughs> and it's just, it was wrong. Because there, it really had nothing to do with that. And, excuse me, even if I hadn't been booking anything, like, that doesn't mean I was bad. Sometimes the role's just not fit for you. Or sometimes it's just not your time. And we can't keep convincing ourselves that we're, like, not good enough for this. Because everyone has their own unique gifts and talents. And... Just because um, somebody, just because somebody's complimented or somebody's um, given a role, doesn't mean you're bad. Just because you didn't book something, doesn't mean you're bad. It just doesn't mean you were. It means you weren't right for this role. And so I just, 
I feel like um, I feel like I've gone through that a lot and I don't talk about it enough. And so here I am trying to say that like imposter syndrome is real. Everyone deals with it. The people that you look up to, if you know, there are people that you look up to in this industry or in the entertainment industry or musician you look up to, more likely than not, they have felt like this multiple times in their life. And if they haven't, they're not a human because every human feels like this. Every human feels like they're not enough or they're not good enough or um, their skills aren't enough. And what's going to get you kind of out of that funk is being around friends, being around family, and like doing something for yourself and like indulging in practices um, for your uh, for your craft. Like, for example, taking classes in um, – in acting, if you really like, feel like, ah, oh, I'm kind of, I'm in a slump right now. Like, what would make me feel better? Like, about my skills. Take classes in acting. Go rewatch yourself in video. Like, sometimes if I'm if I'm in a slump, I'll go rewatch videos of myself of a, a production or performance. I think I did a really good job in. I think I did a really good job when I played Morticia Adams in Adams Family. Whenever I feel bummed about my skills as an actor, I will go watch myself play Morticia because I'm like, I crushed that role. I didn't know if I could play it when I was when I got it and I crushed it and so it's good to remind yourself like I am good I am worth and worthy of this um industry and I'm I'm good enough to be here and here's proof as to why because if I wasn't good enough I wouldn't have gotten this role and if you're just starting out and you're feeling like imposter syndrome start taking classes start taking dance classes vocal classes acting classes voiceover class anything you can get into or if it's just like an acting troupe or an improv troupe get into it because being around people and being involved in the industry is going to make you feel better about it and uh you can't let the inner voice in your head um tell you that you're not good enough it's just it never, it's never helpful that's my spiel about um imposter syndrome sorry my brain is everywhere today my brain's everywhere um what's next oh Oh, we need to talk about, okay, that was imposter syndrome. Another little, like, what was I about to say? Schlidbit? I was going to say tidbit, and I said schlidbit. Another little schlidbit is um, if you want to become a better actor, you need to do Shakespeare. And listen, I know what y'all are thinking. I don't want to do Shakespeare. I'm not good at Shakespeare. I'm not in English class anymore. I don't want to, No. Some people are go. <gasps> some people panicked and turned the podcast off. Some people went gasp and then went click out. And if you're still here, congratulations, <laughs> you're here. You made it. You made it to the point of the podcast where I talk about you about the fact that you have to do Shakespeare. If you don't want to, sorry, you're gonna have to. It's a requirement. It's a course requirement. We're in school, and this is you got to get your two credits in Shakespeare. Um, I'm drinking a cup of coffee, and it's terrible. I made coffee this morning out of my espresso and that was amazing and then I made drip coffee and all of a sudden I was like I'm drinking peasant coffee and I know that sounds so uh that sounds so preppy of me but I haven't you know how the taste is just different I'm not, like not used to the taste of drip coffee and I probably need to clean out my coffee pot actually you know what that's probably it I'm not gonna drink this coffee anymore because maybe my coffee pot is dirty ew okay anyways I just rinse my mouth out with water that blech. yeah all right but I do need another cup of coffee I've only had one today, and I usually try to only drink one. Wow, focus in, Rachel. Okay, we're talking about Shakespeare. You got to get your two credits in Shakespeare. You have to do Shakespeare. You guys, if you're not doing Shakespeare, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I know, listen, as somebody who was terrified to do Shakespeare, this is coming from someone who was literally was like, I'm never going to do Shakespeare. I remember watching my friends do Shakespeare and be like, wow, they're good at that. Good thing I'm never going to do it. That's way too difficult. I was so, so wrong. 
please do Shakespeare. Take a class in it. Go audition for it. Go analyze a Shakespeare monologue. Go learn how to read Shakespeare. First of all, you'll be a smarter person. You'll be smarter in your life for knowing Shakespeare. You'll feel cool. Oh, y'all just hear that? I'm going to silence my cell phone. You'll feel cool about knowing Shakespeare because if you know it and like you can discuss it with people, it just feels so cool to be like, ah, yes, in Julius Caesar or in Hamlet when he says, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, it's fun. And I don't even, I haven't even read every Shakespearean play and I need to. You'll feel smarter. You'll be smarter. And you'll be a better actor. I don't care if you're only a musical theater actor. Musical theater, I had a professor tell me once, musical theater acting is just like Shakespeare. And let me explain why. When you do Shakespeare, you have to think on the line. So if you're saying to be or not to be, that is the question. Very famous Hamlet, you know, monologue. You wouldn't think, you wouldn't be staring, now picture this, you're on stage. You wouldn't think of to be or not to be and then say to be or not to be. You would think of the line on the line and you'd say to be or not to be. Asking the question in real time. You, would, you wouldn't think about it beforehand. You wouldn't act on your face beforehand. Be like, I'm thinking about to be or not to be. And then I'm going to say to be or not to be. You wouldn't do that. That's not good acting. Same thing goes with musical theater. You need to think on the line of the song. So like if we're going with, oh, let's go with Newsies. When Catherine sings, write what you know. So they say, all I know is I don't know what to write. You wouldn't think, write what you know. You would think on the line and think, write what you know. You would talk, be talking to yourself. It's the same thing. It's like a soliloquy, Right? It's like, it's like you're on stage doing a, mo- uh, sorry, a soliloquy for Shakespeare. Everything about Shakespeare is very similar to musical theater. And it'll make you a better musical theater actor. Because musical theater actors get a bad rep because everyone thinks, oh, they can just hide behind the music. So they're not actually good actors. They're hiding behind the music. No, you want to be a good musical theater actor? Study Shakespeare. And again, I didn't think this until I did Shakespeare last summer. Um, I did a program at the Notre Dame Shakespeare Festival called the Notre Dame Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> um, and basically what they did is um, I got to take classes in voice, in voice, um, movement, and text. So I learned about how to speak Shakespeare, especially outside, and what where to like sort of place your voice. And it helped me as a singer because I was like, oh, this is how you sing and speak without straining your vocal cords. I know I, I can feel where to place words in my throat now, which is wild it's a game changer for, for as a musical theater actor as a straight play actor as a film actor I know where to place my voice so I could scream or um talk very loudly outside without injuring my voice I thought I was gonna lose my voice because I performed this show we did all's well that ends well and I was the lead and we performed this show outside I thought I was gonna lose my voice throughout the summer I didn't once number one or maybe like number 10. I don't know. I don't know how many numbers I'm on right now because I've been listing out a lot of things. The other thing is, um, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, anyways, a voice. Yeah, that's right. Voice, movement. That Okay, that movement is just movement because um, we were doing like fights and stuff for Romeo and Juliet. Movement. And then text. How to analyze text. Iambic pentameter. What does it mean when there's more than 10 beats in a line that means there's something off like there's so many ways to analyze Shakespeare and be like here's iambic pentameter like um so for example you guys know I mean if you don't know what it is it's like to be or not to be that is the question so there should be 10 in there why is there why are there 11 beats in there it's because when there's 11 beats in there there's something off 
And it makes sense because Hamlet's dealing with something at that moment. He's like, to be or not to be, that is the question, right? Iambic pentameter follows this sort of like 10 beat in one line. And once you analyze that and figure out that there should be 10 beats, whenever there's not, you're like, oh, what is the character going through? Is this purposeful? Are they, are they questioning? Are they angry? It's just so interesting to be able to analyze it and know what you're doing. Again, now I feel super smart. And I actually understand Shakespeare better. So I'll go see a Shakespearean play and be like, wow, I totally understand this. Without having to like, you know, look it up at intermission and be like, wait, what just happened? You'll feel smarter, you'll be smarter, and you'll know how to do other forms of acting better. You'll be a better actor. Go do Shakespeare. You think you shouldn't, you should. You absolutely should. I cannot preach it enough. You might be scared. Go take a class in it. Just take one little class. If you're in school, decide to sign up for the class in Shakespeare this semester. If you're out of school or you're a professional and you really want to, like, learn, find a Shakespearean class you can take. Audition for a Shakespeare play. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but you need to do it. It'll make you a better actor. And now I just want to do a Shakespeare play again. I want to be in Much Ado About Nothing, and I want to be in Twelfth Night. I want to be Beatrice, and I want to be Viola. So bad. So bad. And Midsummer. I love Midsummer Night's Dream. I want to be Helena or Hermia. Probably Hermia. Oh, my God. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. It's just beautiful, and I would love to do another straight play again. I love musical theater. I really do. But I love plays, and I love the um, academicness, academia. I don't know the word. Acad- Hold on. I love the academia, the academicness. I love, listen, I love being academic <laughs> when it comes to theater. Oh, there's an ambulance. If you hear it, no, you didn't. And oh my God, if it comes by here, I'm going to flip out and you're going to have to hear it. Yep, it's about to come by. Okay, so um, whenever it does, I'm just going to be quiet so you guys can just tune out this part. Here it comes. <laughs> here comes the ambulance. Here it comes. This podcast episode is sponsored by... No, I'm just kidding. We don't have sponsors yet. Oh, that's so annoying. Oh. Okay, just just fast forward like 15 seconds. Or we'll just cut this part out. We'll see. Okay, anyways. Do Shakespeare. If you think you shouldn't, you're wrong. And I'm right. If you think you shouldn't, you're wrong and I'm right. In general, you're wrong and I'm right. I'm just kidding. Um, but you, I am right about this. I'm not right about everything. I'm not. But I am right about this. Um, please, please, please. For your own sake, it'll help your education as an actor. And you'll be a lot happier after you did it. And even if you hate it, you will have learned something. Even if you go and do a Shakespeare show, you take a Shakespeare class, and you're like, I listen, that was not for me. You will have learned something that will make you a better actor. And that's my spiel on Shakespeare. My spiel on Shakes. My spiel on Shakes. My, oof, my spiel on Shakespeare. Great. What is next? Oh, the next thing I want to talk about. We're kind of everywhere. We're bouncing off the walls today, you guys. Bouncing off the walls. Um, why you should push yourself. Let's talk about this as an actor. As an actor, a performer, a musician, an artist. Push yourself. Challenge yourself. Make, do things that make you uncomfortable. As long as you feel safe. Do the thing that makes you uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable going to the specific audition, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I if I'm uh, if I want to go to this audition. There's gonna be a lot of people there. It's a big dance call. Go to it. Go to it. It's good experience. If you're like, I don't know if I want to go to this art show. I've been really interested in like seeing this art, but eh, it's kind of like out of the way and like I have no one to go with. Go to it. I don't know. I kind of want to do an open mic at this bar that I you know I go to, but like I'm kind of scared. Go do it. 
do it. You are never going to grow if you're not uncomfortable. You're never, ever going to grow. Think about all the things that have made you grow in your life. So say you're like in your mid-20s, okay? Say you're in your mid-20s. When you went to school for the first time, that was uncomfortable, right? Whether it was in kindergarten or like I was homeschooled until high school, so I'm just going to use my experience. When I went to high school for the first time, it was uncomfortable. But it pushed me and I grew. The first time I auditioned for a show, I was uncomfortable. But it pushed me and I grew and I learned that I wanted to be an actor. If I didn't do the uncomfortable thing, I wouldn't have learned that I wanted to be an actor. Okay? When I quit ballet, I thought I was going to be pre-professional ballerina. Sorry, I thought I was going to be a professional ballerina. When I quit, that was so uncomfortable. I had to tell my dad that the years of money he spent and the years of time he spent driving me, I was the person that started the trend of of dance in my family I was the one who asked my mom hey can you sign me up for a dance class and because I did all my sisters did and then I was like I quit and I'd tell my dad like hey I'm I'm gonna quit and he was like what and that was uncomfortable and I felt bad but then he and I both realized like this was this was the best decision because once I auditioned for the show I got a lead but I wouldn't have gotten there if I didn't put myself in an uncomfortable position because you cannot be challenged if you're not uncomfortable. If you always sit in this comfortable spot and you're always like, oh, I'm doing so well and everything's fine and I'm very, very comfortable, you're not going to grow. This goes for everything in life. Like, I don't really know if I want to release a song. I don't really know if I want to write a song. I, I really wanted a song write, but I don't know if I want to show it to someone. Do it! Think about anybody that you admire and think about what they had to do to, put, to, to, to actually grow and get to where they're at. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. If you're not, then you then you, you can't be an artist. You just can't. Um, go to the audition. Go to the dance call. Go to the art show. Go to the open mic. You have to be willing to do those things as a artist. And you'll be happier. You'll be better off when you do. You just will. And I fully and whole, wholeheartedly believe that. Um, and surround yourself with people who are going to help you and push you and um, – Make you feel like you can do it, you know? And again, never do anything that you're like, this is unsafe. I am not going to be safe if I do this. That's very, very different than being uncomfortable. Being unsafe is very different than being uncomfortable. Don't be unsafe. Be uncomfortable. Don't be unsafe. Oh, hello? Oh, my laptop just unplugged and then plugged back in. Um, that's the little spiel about being uncomfortable. I don't know how long the time has been. I think like 20 minutes, which is insane because I feel like I've been talking for an hour. <sighs> okay, let's do the hot take of the week. I know that was a lot, by the way. By the way, hey, by the way, that was a lot of random spiels that I just gave that I, I could have, you know, organized better. And like those were on my notes list. I made notes and that, those were my notes. I was like, why it's important to be, why it's important to push yourself and be uncomfortable imposter syndrome and why you should do Shakespeare and that's that anyways let's talk about my hot take of the week sorry that was bad week I could sing it higher week all right hot take of the week okay and I would love to hear what you guys think about this because this is what I'm kind of sick of this I think there are too many musicals being made into movies I think way too many musicals get made into movies and then they put some like A-list celebrity on it and then they're not very good because they're a, a, a film actor, not a musical theater actor. And then they're like, their singing is like all auto-tuned 
and whatnot. And I know we said we can't talk about specific, like, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful of the strike and everything like that. So I'm not going to, like, super get into specifics. Well, maybe, I don't know. I just, nothing that came out recently I'm going to talk about. But in general, there's too many musicals being made into movies. And I'm sick and tired of it because that's not what musical theater was made for. As somebody who's, like, a lover of live theater, there's a reason theater is theater and film is film right there's a reason we have live audiences and then audiences behind a screen they're different forms of art and when you try to combine those two forms you lose something in the process like it was fun for a little bit like hairspray's pretty good I guess and I like it I I mean I really I do like hairspray and like you can't listen Zac Efron and hairspray love it love that but it's meant to be on a stage and there's some I think there's some musicals like like, I think Mamma Mia, and I've never seen a mu- the musical version of Mamma Mia. I just, I haven't. But I think Mamma Mia probably bodes well for being a goofy movie. Um, a goofy movie. <gasps> a goofy movie is a really good movie. <laughs> Anyways. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about a goofy movie now. It is kind of a goofy musical, though. Like, jukebox musicals are, lend themselves a little bit better to being on, like, film. Now, whether you want to say, like, Rock of Ages or whatever is Moulin Rouge, you know, like, those are, like, more, you know, uh, Grease feels like, oh, crap, I just cut open a scab. Shoot. You guys, in the show, I when I'm doing Pour Some Sugar um, in the Venus Club, and I, I have to, like, get on, I, I'm on my knees for one part of it, and I'm, like, uh, kind of doing this little, like, s- like, sneaky little crawl on my knees. I've cut up my knees so much from this show it's insane and I keep scabbing and then I keep breaking the scab and then I start bleeding and it's insane and oh my god I'm bleeding again okay I don't want to pause this episode but we might have to whatever it's gonna bleed whatever oh my god all these creaky cracky noises okay anyways what were we talking about oh my god where are my notes oh yeah movie musicals (laughs) movie musicals Sometimes jukebox musicals are more likely to be like, okay, that makes more sense. Like, I I think that is, makes more sense as a movie musical. But when it comes to things, like things that were made for the stage, and like, actually, you know what? I'm going to argue Rock of Ages, okay? Because Rock of Ages is a interactive show. We break the fourth wall all the time. The whole bit is like Lonnie's narrating the show. And they're aware, like, he's aware that they're in a musical. And he's aware that he's the narrator. When you put that into a movie version, you lose that aspect. And you lose that audience and person interaction. You lose the, like, oh, I'm going to call out somebody in the audience. Or here's my prop. Like, he literally hands people things in the show that we do. Will you hold my prop for me? And he says, look, you're in a musical. Like, points it out to Drew. Like, it's insane when you take that away how much you lose from the show. You know, like it's meant to be put on stage. And I think there's some things that we just like push too far that we don't need to make into a, a, a movie. I also think there's some things that don't need to be made into musicals. Um, but I really well, would really, would, would really rather focus. I would really rather focus. I would really rather focus. That'd be a good theater warm-up game. Um, I would really rather focus on musicals that like we don't need to keep making them into movies. Again, there's some jukebox musicals or like, sorry, Grease is not a jukebox musical. I think I earlier said that Grease is a jukebox musical. That is incorrect. <laughs> um, 
it is, I think, a better movie than a musical. But anyways, um, there are some that are, like, fine. But uh, in general, we, they're, the point of theater is to be live and, and to have that audience live. And, like, even the the beauty of it is when there are mess-ups, that's that's the beauty of theater is, like, when people get, get sick and have to, and other people have to go in for them and somebody messes up or something, like, that's kind of the human experience is we are – we do make mistakes. And – and what we can put on stage for live theater is beautiful. Like, think about Phantom of the Opera and the fact that the chandelier falls. Like, that's kind of beautiful. If you've ever seen Finding Neverland, when, like, uh, this, the song, like, Stronger, when they're, like, building the ship, like, Captain Hook's kind of talking to the dude, what's his name? And they're building the ship that's beautiful, watching them, like, actually get up on the wires. When you watch Newsies happen... You're like, oh my gosh, they're like jumping off of things and like twisting and turning and and the the sound you hear from the audience of like that live reaction of like, you know, kids being taken into another world, actually sitting there and getting to be a part of it. Or like adults that are seeing like a story like come from away. Like that's a mainly adult show and you get to see all these adult people like, you know, recounting a point in history that was just so gut-wrenching. You don't get that same feeling in film. Film is great for other reasons, but when you want like that that live audience aspect, you just miss that when you're trying to make something into a movie musical. And you know, you take away the point of theater when you do that. Like sometimes you just need to respect the fact that this is a musical and not a movie. Um, and I just don't think that um, every musical needs to be made into a movie. In fact, I think we're doing it too much now. And that's my hot take. My hot take is there's too many musicals being made into movies. And there's some that are, like, movie musicals, like The Greatest Showman or, like, La La Land that are, like, m- musical musicals like kind of made for movies, which um, are good, but the fact that they're not singing live, like, then anyone can do it. What makes musical theater so good is not everyone can do it because it's not – you can't auto-tune um, everybody's mic. You can't just be like, okay, now everyone's going to be auto-tuned. It's your pure, raw talent. If you mess up, you can't retake it. If the dance gets messed up, you can't retake it. And that's what makes it so cool because people are precise. Like, watch Hamilton and tell me that that's not one of the most impressive things you've ever seen. These people are on stage for like three hours. The ensemble members are dancing and singing at the same time. And more likely than not, they don't miss a beat. And if they do, it's human and it's real. Um, Same with the singing. You're like, wow, that is live and it's happening now. And I'm hearing it now. And nobody auto-tuned it. And nobody changed it. And that is coming out of their body. And that dance is coming from their body. And they couldn't retake it if it didn't go well. And they couldn't re-sing it if it didn't sound good. Because that's their raw talent. And you don't get that. When you see people singing movie musicals, you're like, okay, that was retaken. Or I can hear the auto-tune in that. You know? And, like, no, no shade to, like, Greatest Showman or La La Land. Actually... We could talk about them separately because I, I have my love for some of them and my, my dislike. Um, I would love to be in a movie musical because I don't, I don't want to completely be like, ugh, gross, because I do like movie musicals and I think that they could, they, they're really cool. I would love to choreograph for one. I'd love to be in one. Love, love, love to do that. Um, I'm really into like original stories. Like I think La La Land's an original story and I think that's cool. Um, and I'm a big fan of that, and I'm a big fan of what you can do for movie musicals. But that was, again, that's an original story. It's not taking a musical that was meant to be on stage and putting it into a movie. And there are some that are great. Like I said, Mamma Mia, that's great. Um, and, you know, Hairspray, I really like Hairspray the movie. But not every musical needs to be made into a movie. I love some of the movie musicals, but not every single one needs to be made into a movie. 
Okay? That's all. So that's my hot take of the week. Um, oh, and the other little bit to that is if you are going to make a movie into a musical, you need to get Broadway actors to do it. Don't get these A-list celebrities that can't sing. Get a Broadway actor. If you want to put them with an A-list celebrity, like you want the romantic lead to be an A-list celebrity, great. Do that. But put them with people who actually are trained in this, who are actually good. Then I will be more likely to be like, oh, oh yeah, I know that they're not being auto-tuned that much because this person can actually sing. Like, I think about how, like, Jonathan Groff was in Frozen. I think I was talking about this last episode. He was Kristoff. He was in Frozen. And he barely sang. That that man is actually a Broadway star, you know? Or, like, I, I think Hugh Jackman's a good example. Like, he can, everyone, <laughs> everyone talks about his vibrato. I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's great. I think he's a great performer. I think he's a great dancer. Like, he's good, you know? Um, put somebody in it that's, like, that, that, that's good. Um, I'm pretty sure the woman who plays Mother Gothel in um, Tangled is actually a Broadway star. But, like, if you're going to do that, like, if you're going to make a movie musical, put Broadway actors in. You know, put people who are, like, if you want to put the couple of them up with an A-list celebrity just so you can get, like, traction and, and get money. Because I know that's what Hollywood's after. Everyone just wants money. So that's why they're going to put people like, you know, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together because they're like, oh, everyone's seen Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Um, but neither one of them are, like, uh, Broadway actors. And it would have been cool to see, you know, a Broadway actor up there and see somebody who's like a professional um singer on Broadway um with an A-list celebrity that way you get the best of both worlds and you know you you know that like oh you're giving opportunities to people or like people that are like um no name really good performers like somebody who's got a really good voice but isn't really named put them with an A-list celebrity really good performer who's like done musicals and song on Broadway and isn't like an A-list celebrity Put them with an A-list celebrity. That would be so cool to see. If we're going to make movie musicals, let's not make every musical. Okay, bottom line. Don't make every single musical movie. Some of them, yes, absolutely. And if you're going to make an original movie musical, love that for you. And when we cast, let's cast a really good performer, like a really good live performer with an A-list celebrity. That's my requirement. Okay, that is my hot take of the week. If you agree with it, let me know. If you don't, don't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You can if you want. Say whatever you want. I don't care. If you agree with my opinion, great. If you don't, that's also great. It's just my opinion. Um, and opinions change. Sometimes your opinion can change. So don't hold me to my... If you have an opinion, it's subjective. And people's opinions can change. My opinions about a lot of things have changed. And maybe I'll change my opinion about movie musicals. Excuse me. <laughs> I think that we're probably not going to get through another episode where I don't burp. So welcome to my life. Well, that's my life. Thank you so much for coming along with me. I hope you enjoyed it because I know I did. Okay, that's actually it. <laughs> We're actually done talking. Um, go follow me on my Instagram, Arts Unraveled. Um, go follow me on my TikTok, rachel.ann.thomas. Um, let me know if you want me to make this a video series. I thought about doing it. I think it would be more fun if it was a video, but that's just a lot more work. Um, I love you all. I think you guys are great. I can't wait to do another episode. Um, I hope you have a great Friday or whenever you're listening to this. And um, happy... Uh, day <laughs> I've ran out, I've run out of things to say I'm tired and I want to get another cup of coffee so love you all have a great day um and I'll see you next week bye